Belt Wrestling Podcast back on the air for Thursday, July 26, 2018. I'm Jamal. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Giant Crab. Uh, here, Will Mahoney is with us. How you doing, Will? Hey, how's it going? Good to be back after a wild week of travels and wrestling news going down. And I think we got a lot to cover tonight, it seems. I think we do. I think we do. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Two James is with us as well. Uh, speaking of travel, how you doing, sir? Pretty good. Uh, glad to be back. Glad to be rested. Uh, body has adjusted back to uh, Eastern Standard Time, but uh, yeah, it's, I will mimic Jamal uh, uh, Will on that on that one. And there is a lot to catch up with. Yeah, uh, I think there is. And, and you know, right off the bat, let's just go right into the biggest thing this year. Is of course WWE as a whole. I got to give the devil its due. They are expanded in ways that I didn't think were possible. Uh, they have an Australian event coming up uh, later this year. They have the uh, the greatest Royal Rumble in uh, Saudi Arabia, which was unprecedented for what it's worth. And a lot of the changes, you know, SmackDown coming to Fox and stuff like that, uh, they've been doing gangbusters. And now they announced that um, in October, the women's, uh, Stephanie McMahon, who invented Rebels Wrestling, <laughs> um, in seven days and on the seventh day she rested but in those seven days uh, came an event October 28th WWE Evolution now if you don't know tickets go on sale August 24th uh, on Ticketmaster but it will be at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum uh, they revamped it and it just opened again like last year uh, where the Islanders used to play and this is actually very interesting to me. And I guess the first question is, what do we want this show to be? Do we want a storyline-driven uh, show that ties in with SmackDown uh, and, and Raw uh, activities? Or is this just a one-shot deal where we can bring back some of the classic little dream matches in the making? Should we fantasy book this? Or should we continue the storylines and make it a traditional pay-per-view in that sense? Uh, well, you can start it off. All right. I think from the way the announcement went down on Raw on Monday, Stephanie kind of alluded to that I think we're going to get a little bit of both. She used that darn WWE tagline of then, now, forever, and said there'd be 50 stars involved crossing Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. So we're going to have all the current people. And I'm guessing there's no way this show is going to go down without some very familiar faces returning and wanting to get a little bit of that spotlight. There's no way I can imagine this show happening without the Bellas somehow involved in it. <laughs> just, you know, for better or for worse, we saw them at the, the First Lady's Royal Rumble. I can't imagine them not being part of the pay-per-view. So... That brings up the whole idea of how the Rumble went. Okay, so the Rumble, we had Trish. 
Trish came back. We had Molly. There was a number of people who came back for that. And I don't think we'll see all of them, but I would imagine there might be a legends match or maybe they'll do like a crossover thing with some of like the older ladies taking on some of the newer ladies. But I'm guessing we're going to get a raw women's title match. We'll get a SmackDown's women's title match. They said the NXT girls will be there. So probably an NXT women's title match. So that'll cover all the main people. And I guess we're also getting the Mae Young Classic Finals there. So that's a whole lot of like the modern scene covered right there. Now the twist would be if maybe they did something interesting like say Carmella, if she's still champion by that time in October, maybe something happens like Carmella defends the SmackDown women's title against one someone from the past instead of someone currently. There, I think there's like total possibilities they could do something like that. So I think that right right now with the show so far away, truly anything is possible. And there'll definitely be some, you know, legends involved. It's just a matter of who and in what way. Right. Well, Bailey's also uh, has already made it known that she wants to face Lita, uh, if that could be possible. And obviously there are some legends out there that, you know, they could obviously call up. Um, with that said, uh, two chains the you. Do you think that uh, an event like this, is it the time right for WWE? Or do you think that this is kind of a day late and the dollar short? A, because NXT has been doing this and women's wrestling for women's wrestling since its inception, uh, uh, as we've seen with Emma versus Paige. And then, of course, all of the other all-women promotions, let alone shows. Uh, there are all-women promotions out there that have been doing this since day one. So for WWE, you know, to do this right now, do you think that now is the time to capitalize on such an event or should they let it grow organically uh, like with the UK scene that they're trying to create? That's a really good question. Um, Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, number one, WWE casual fans um, are in this entire universe of their own where they think that Stephanie McMahon meant that this was the first ever all-women's pay-per-view. It is. And it, it, <laughs> it's rare that wrestling Twitter actually makes sense as a collective whole where people actually came to uh, to basically um, knock that, knock, you know, knock people off that idea and, and exposing that, like you said, a lot of other promotions have all women promotions and done all women shows all in the past. So um, on that note, then, you know, whatever. But in the in the eye of what happened at the Greatest World Rumble where, where women were excluded because of reasons, um, I think this is the right time to do so. But until I completely listened out, uh, listened through your question, I also do think that is a smart idea to let it happen a little organically. And if I'm understanding what you're trying to say, or maybe what you were hinting at there is that, um, does the timing feel a little forced? It does because it's like, Hey, you know, you were wrong or, you know, there was a little bit of backlash due to the event that you did recently made a lot of money at. You already announced another show in another country, whatever, whatever. Um, how do you make it up for, how do you make up for the, for the women? Um, and you know, we're supposed to be in this era of, um, equality and you know women women wrestlers can do everything guys can do at least that's their seems to be their mission statement 
So it seems like the redemption to uh, to the error of actually running that show, the Greatest Royal Rumble, if you want to deem it to be an error. But um, n- nonetheless, it's happening, and I think uh, what I want to hear, what I want to get from it is, um, I, I think the like, and, and another thing too, when you talking about like um, letting it organically build, like the Royal Rumble, the All Women's Royal Rumble. That was a lot of fun, and they did say it was going to be the first women's Royal Rumble, but nonetheless, it didn't feel forced and it didn't push the narrative and so on. It, it just legitimately felt like a good show with a bunch of mix ups and tandems that we didn't probably know we wanted, but it happened. It was cool. So now that the fact that you know, now we have to now really put creative in, in, in charge of booking that show makes me feel that the organic factor is out the window. And we're going to get these four storylines that we probably won't care about. Um, and it may, uh, it, I feel it could tarnish the show. Well, I, I agree with most of that. And I, and I guess the question about the um, organic nature of the program, do we, and probably it's to both of you guys, do we trust WWE creative with building a historical uh, groundbreaking event for them? Uh, now we've seen with the great when the Royal Rumble is different because we know that whether it's 20 guys, 30 guys, 40 guys, or 140 guys, we know that it's going to come down to the 10 relevant wrestlers. So yep. you can stick in Doink the Clown at number 82, or you can stick in Dean Malenko or Brian Hebner for no reason. And it's cool to see them. They did their thing and they're out. But with this event, we have an opportunity to introduce a slew of new women talent to WWE eyes. We have an, uh, a chance to introduce uh, a WWE audience to a different side of women's wrestling. The fear that I have is, is that this will be the Cruiserweight Classic all over again. <laughs> it will be awesome within its own right, but it's not what mainstream WWE fans will be acclimated to. Uh, again, going back to Paige and Emma first NXT, NXT arrival. Uh, hell, five years ago now, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's crazy. Five, six years ago, but yeah, but still, NXT arrival. Uh, you know, we thought, and for the most part, we have been with NXT until they got to the main roster. We we were expecting certain quality with NXT. It generally lived up to that. The main roster is something totally different. Now, I guess my my question is for the show. Do you think in any way, shape, or form this leads to a woman sub brand? Ooh, that's a that's actually a good <laughs> question. <laughs> Ooh, uh, I don't well, see man, that yeah. happening. I don't this see them breaking like the women off though. entirely. Not necessarily whipping them off entirely, but it does feel like the reverse cruiserweight classic. Uh, mm-hmm. WWE audiences don't really have uh, any reference to cruiserweights, and. The, all of the promo packages describe them as high flying and stuff like that, but then you get Bushi, Ibushi versus Cedric Alexander, which <laughs> isn't exactly that type of match, but it's awesome. And then, of course, when they get to the main roster and the purple ropes, it's you know whatever it is. Right. With the women's wrestling, obviously, we're going to see a different different of wrestling with for the women, but is that something that the main roster can they digest that? And if they do start a, a brand, because they do have a ton of women to import, uh, you know, Tony Storm's going to be there and all the May Young Classic girls are coming in. We have the finals, so their eyes on them. There's already a slew of women's wrestling from uh, Raw and SmackDown proper and NXT. 
They said that 50 women are going to be in this event. So that's enough to start a division. Well, absolutely. The talent's there to start a division, but this also begs the question, running up to this show, they're going to have the show in Australia at the beginning of the month. Once that's done, this show happens at the end of the month. So to build this show being a women's only pay-per-view, what's going to happen to all the guys for those three or so weeks on Raw and SmackDown where they're building to a women's only pay-per-view coming up in a few weeks where the men are not going to be on the show at all? So are we going to get like a good few weeks of WWE TV that's going to be like heavily focused on the women? That How they're going to build this show is kind of a whole nother, kind of probably be a first taste of how it's actually going to be. Which is why they either go with the route of just throwaway matches for prosperity or they build it into a long, a long uh, end game. Mm-hmm. So if it's just, you know, October being... Uh, you know, two months away, they can get a lot of short things going and build some quality matches, and we'll see it or we don't. But if they're talking long game, going into the uh, to the women's Survivor Series match in November, mm-hmm. theoretically, or the women's Royal Rumble in January, theoretically, now we're talking a uh, a five month deal instead of a deal or an eight week deal. So I guess the the build of this pay per view will be. Uh, obviously, well, it's key, obviously, because it's the bill. But it will well, be interesting to see how they build it going forward. Well, the one thing I also want to pay, uh, draw attention to is the fact that um, this is a pay-per-view. And because it is a new pay-per-view, it is what I like to call a glorified house pay-per-view. Um, so, <laughs> in theory, there will be no bill. There will be people announced and matches announced that are um, just thrown together. Um, shoot, you know, how to throw the Undertaker in matches and stuff like that. Well, I expect to see stuff like that. So, um, there's going to be no bill, but absolutely, I think it should, especially considering the fact that um, this does come within a month of Survivor Series, which is considered one of the big four slash five. And considering the things that they need to do there, um, to draw uh, to run into the Royal Rumble to run into WrestleMania, especially when you talk about um getting getting the right women on the right brand and and or having them on the same team and so on because the big picture is always wrestlemania um and we we all know what's you know the big money plan that they're looking forward to doing that's the four horsewomen versus the four horsewomen you're going to get other iterations of other big matches and stuff like that um they're going to have to start putting some of the pieces to the puzzle and when they're having a big show like this where anyone and everyone from any promotion or excuse me any brand or legend or current superstar can all be on the show. I think this is the ample opportunity where it makes sense. So, um, but again, are they gonna are they gonna build storylines here? No, because they're not gonna do it at the Australian show. They didn't do it at the Greatest World Rumble. They didn't do it at the Beast in the East. They didn't do it at any of these MSG uh, shows. So I don't know why would I expect any different Whoa. here. The, the reason I would expect a little different, I think, would be just notice this week alone how heavy they hit this announcement. It was like every hour on Raw, they practically stopped the show and replayed the announcement. And then on SmackDown, they were doing the same kind of thing. The one reason this might be different in my mind is given who, of course, is credited with it, the birth the birth mother of women's wrestling, Stephanie McMahon. The Virgin so, Mary of women's yeah. wrestling. Exactly. So, I mean, 
with her name on it, with it being her deal, that's the one thing that makes me think, you know, this this is kind of a totally different situation than the greatest Royal Rumble was. Yeah, and again, a Royal Rumble being kind of a throwaway event, you know, the first five entrants and the last five entrants are really the only thing you need to care about and have implications going forward towards WrestleMania. The rest is just filler, an hour's worth of filler. But with this women's match, because they have so many um, you know, in-house talent, and I'm not counting the legends that they're going to bring in, they theoretically could and arguably should build something forward because why? You, there's, it's a waste of two months of storylines on TV building up to their biggest, the women's biggest pay-per-view ever, and they just said, we're going to treat it as a house show. That's disingenuous by design. I don't I don't well, expect I don't expect anything with WWE to go without some flaws. And I think the ultimate flaw of this was going to be creative booking. Like well, that's, well, that goes without saying for WWE, but you know, tickets go on sale in a month, so and I I will say this too. Um let's let's talk a little about the things we do expect. So we 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 do know we're gonna get current pass, NXT, SmackDown, Raw, blah 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 blah. Do you think that this should be an annual thing, or do you think there should be some type of I don't know, trophy or something um, <laughs> in some type of a tournament or something styled in this? Or do you think we're just going to get uh, thrown together well, matches and whatever? But, but this is why I think they should build it correctly uh, with long-running storyline implications going forward. Because if they just wanted to throw it away, do a Queen of the Ring tournament. Well, yeah. we're already getting the May Young Classic Finals on it. So they're kind of, in a way, they kind of have that. I wouldn't do another tournament. I could see there being some kind of battle royal on there or something. Of course, there's been the rumors of the um, the ladies' tag team titles, which nothing's been said about yet officially. But we have a lot of time. We have a lot of time between now and then, though, that that could still be a piece in play by then. Um, I don't. I, th- I figure with the with three titles and the May Young Classic finals, that's like four big matches I figure they're going to be hyping there. And that's not even getting into legends unless a legend happens to be involved, like I said, in one of those matches. Yeah. So let me, let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about a match. Let's fantasy book this a little bit. Um, give me three matches, whether it, I don't care what type of match, I don't care what type of circulation, uh, go as crazy as you want, but give me three matches that you kind of need to see on this pay-per-view, first women's pay-per-view in the history of uh, all wrestling ever. Well, the bit the big name, of course, we haven't mentioned yet, of course, is Ronda Rousey. Ooh. I'm assuming she main events the show. My, <laughs> I'm yep. assuming I'm assuming she main events it, and my guess is she is probably winning one of the women's titles there. That's my assumption. I don't. I think before this show was happening, that was maybe going to happen at SummerSlam. I'm assuming they hold it off and they have that as the big crowning moment on the show. Um, now, whether that's against Alexa Bliss or, you know, something else happens between now and then, who knows? I kind of assume it'll be her and Alexa and that'll be the blow off to their program there. Uh, as far as kind of other matches, they teased in the Royal Rumble and I'd love to see it. I would love to see that Sasha Banks, Trish Stratus match they treat, they teased. That would be the Legends match I'd be really interested in seeing with someone from the past versus one of the current ladies. Of course, Sasha's kind of got an on-again, off-again th- thing going on with Bailey. I'm sure that's also in play, too. 
Um, I guess for a third match, whoo, there's so many pieces here to work with. Hmm. Probably something with NXT. You could do something. Now, of course, by then they'll have the UK show going. So like you said, we already mentioned Tony Storm and some of the UK ladies. So if they're going to highlight NXT, do you also highlight some of the NXT UK ladies like Tony Storm and Jenny's going to be involved with that? I mean, they could totally have like some NXT UK women's match also on the show. Isla Dawn's going to be in the Mae Young Classic. Could be something involving all those ladies that were not even, you know, they're kind of even further down the ladder than even the NXT women are at the moment. So I, expect, I do expect NXT women to face um, some of the Mae Young Classic uh, contestants and uh, um, NXT UK uh, women. I, I expect them to all be in the tandem. I do not expect to see too much of NXT people versus um, versus uh, main roster people. Yeah. Unless it's unless it's Bianca Belair. <laughs> and with that being said, I'm not sure who, but I would love to maybe Sarah Logan. I would love to see them r- brush shoulders a little. Um, that could be interesting. But um, I expect Michelle McCool to make a return. Um, and maybe oh, excuse me. I know one match I need to see. I need to see Nia Jax versus Tamina. I really, I really need that again. <laughs> Seriously. Um, that was a good spot within the tournament, uh, the Royal Rumble. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely want Molly Holly back. Uh, she clearly still has it. Um, so I would like to see her work someone like a like a Bailey. That could be that could be fun. And um, yeah, but Michelle McCoo, I don't know who, but I, maybe Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Even I though Charlotte, that. you know Charlotte's a big ticket, and you want her in your highest match, but. Them two together could be fun. Right. Um, everyone's calling out for Lita. <laughs> but but nonetheless, I, and if Jamal hasn't already thought this up yet, um, we absolutely need on commentary Beth Phoenix and Renee Young. No if ands, or buts. That Wait, 100% needs to why happen. Why wouldn't we have Beth Phoenix working a match? I, I, I do not know. I don't know if she's, I mean, she's retired, sort of say, but I feel like her cryptic tweets makes her feel makes me seem that she does not desire to be back in the ring. Okay. But but yeah, absolutely. If we get back yeah. Phoenix versus anyone, I'll be happy. Um so yeah. Also, also yeah. too, uh, what's her name? Who was the first person to announce for the Mayor Classic? Um uh 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 first person announced. Yeah, um, she's she's a returning uh Caitlin, my bad. Oh Caitlin. yeah, yeah, duh. I expect I expect to see her uh, face somebody on the main roster, obviously because she's a vet. So that would make the most sense that they would do something like that, where they would have like her versus Natalia that, is a safe is a very safe uh, match. Yeah, I can I can totally see what you're saying that they'll go with ideas like the NXT people stay within the NXT pool and any veterans they come bring in, they're the ones they mix up against either main roster people or against another veteran or possibly do like a veteran, like a, a returning veteran against a yet NXT upstart that they really want to put a focus on that. Yeah. There might be ready to call up or something. Yeah. That's probably yeah. the idea. And otherwise they probably keep everyone relegated to their roster for the most part. It's yeah. Probably the, probably the idea they're going, going to go with. 
Yeah, and I and I think like if you look at the roster uh for the main young class, well, I guess we'll talk about in a second. There's a bunch of people that clearly are veterans. Um <laughs> and Mercedes Martinez can work any, anyone in that locker room easily. Right. Um, but I think that uh for exposure reasons, they're gonna probably keep people delegated to certain tandems. Uh yeah, I mean like personally, um I think this is if they're gonna go big, I think they really should go biggest. And I think it would be interesting to see how they impl- Im- implement storylines within the view itself and the build. But if this is just going to be a throwaway, hey, first time ever, um, Stephanie McMahon has done it again because she's a genius. Then I need to see, I need to see Jazz versus Oscar. I don't know. What, I know that Jazz still is still taking matches and stuff. Do it now. <laughs> I need to see. Uh, Candice LeRae versus Ivory. <laughs> Do it now. I'm, I'm saying, if they're going to go big, they need yeah. to go that big. Yeah. Right. And then I need to see Lita versus Crazy Barry Dobson, or whatever they call it, or, uh, down in NXT. Nikki Cross. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. I, I, um, I, yeah, I expect, I think she's main roster bound anyway, so I think that might be... Um, I think that might be in their peripheral. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely think that um outside of the matches that need to that need to happen, obviously you do if they're gonna do this right, they need to build towards the future. I do agree that um that you want Rhonda to face uh um Alessa Bliss. You also want Charlotte to face Carmella and you both you want them both to win. And I think that I want, I want Charlotte versus Shayna Baszler. Oh, you absolutely, you absolutely do. You 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 want to you want a lot of Shayna Baszler actually in this in this uh on, on that day if you could. There's a lot of people that you you want her to um, but but nonetheless, whatever whatever it may be, you do want and that, and it makes me think Shayna Baszler probably will. Well, wait, when you win away May Young Classic, do you go? Do, is the championship against? Is 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 the winner against? Uh, Shayna Baszler that night, or is it just said nothing like that? I think they're only going to crown the NXT champion. I mean, the right. the, the May Young Classic winner that night. I don't okay. think they're. Gonna, I don't think they're going to do automatically. Also, have them get an NXT title match. I mean, I guess there's nothing stopping them from doing that if they wanted to, but I don't. I can't see them doing that. Um, what I would do with Shayna Baszler on the card, assuming she's still the champion by then, or what? Well, it doesn't even matter if she's a champion or not. Whatever involvement she has on that show, I would make a big point of making it clear to the casual fans her alignment and friendship with Ronda Rousey. Because they haven't really touched on that a lot recently. And plus, you're going to have all these people watching that just don't watch NXT. So if you're eventually trying to build to a four horsewomen versus four horsewomen thing, this is your chance to show the MMA four horsewomen together. And And also, heck, have some sort of angle between them of some sort oh, yeah. between the two groups, especially if you have any ideas of doing something for survivor series. Also too. I, you know what? Let's, let's talk. Let's, let's think about this for a little bit. You, you do have Rhonda, I believe is a face. Um, you do want Rhonda to uh, get, I don't know, jumped sort of say by lesser bliss and her, and her uh, goonies. And you do want Shayna to come out to, uh, to even, even the odds. Right. 
also too i think shana should lose the belt at nst takeover brooklyn to Kyrie saying just makes sense um takes the belt off of her move forward to october you have the alignment set up you have now ronda the champion you do have now ronda the hill champion charlotte the face champion you do uh you have them instead of facing each other one-on-one at uh survivor series you just have them their team versus their team because obviously the money maker for wrestlemania is them them two versus each other for uh in a match that i'm not sure if that's how they would do that but either way we we do know that wwe want those two two at heads at some point right. and even if the whole show isn't isn't like um storylines booked up to it that's your main focus that you want to make sure you, that you do get to there's going to be 50 women in, in this uh, uh pay-per-view event how many eight man or eight women tag matches did we see? How many fifteen women tag matches did we see? Battle Royal. Uh, <laughs> they just want to start it off with a forty woman or battle royal. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's going <laughs> to be no something reason. like that in there. Ten woman, <laughs> ten woman tag, lumberjill match or something to just get a whole bunch of them out there around the ring to like throw people back in, something like that. There's there's going to be all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Gotta no, fit him in there so. somewhere. <clears throat> I hope so. Well, uh, let, let's move on uh, quickly to another uh, backstage report, rumor report. Uh, Hulk Hogan's being reinstated by the WWE. Wow. So <laughs> that in and of itself is is another's topic. But did uh, you say this is a rumor? Yeah, it's not a rumor. I know. Okay. I know. But what, what another thing that's been talked about is uh, Hulk Hogan being. Um, I want it to be a rumor because well, why is this happening? Well, wait, wait. Before before we jump to uh, <laughs> the worst part of <laughs> this conversation, um, just just a quick question I wanted to throw at you guys about the Mae Young Classic. Um, I believe they got about I don't know sixteen people already announced. Hold on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 18, 90. About 20 people announced already. I'm just just wondering, is there anyone else that do you expect any like because it is of 32, so they're lacking about 12 more people. Is you do you think there's anyone on the indies that's going to be a huge surprise to be in this tournament besides anyone who's already sort of affiliated with WWE already? Hmm. Or have already like worked with WWE? Like, do you think they're really gonna pull somebody like out of the sky here? Um, God. No. Yeah, I can't I mean, think of anyone out there. No. I and obviously they have their um, you know, their fielders out there, you know, making the calls and, and making the towns and, and doing the research. But you're not going to see like some eighth round draft pick come out of like you know Boise, uh, you know, Barber College, and and walk onto the team. I, I don't think we're going to get anybody that. Um, that far flung down the rat ladder. I think a lot of people, there's a lot of talent out there. There's a lot of word of mouth out there and people that will be announced will be people that have been seen before on television. I don't think yeah. it's going to, it may not be a who's who, um, but I do think it's going to be like, Oh yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Go for her. Yeah. They're, they're, they're recycling a fair number of names from last year. And my guess is, I think if there was going to be any big, big, probably the biggest surprise was was, was Io Shirai, and just keep picking her up officially. So I think that's who they're banking on as the big outsider who hadn't, you know, 
appeared there previously. Even and she wasn't it, even a surprise to me because I mean that we we knew we knew they wanted her. Um, right? She, yeah. Yeah. We knew the interest was there, but we had never seen her like on t on any WWE TV previously. Yeah, is yeah. the main thing. So that that's someone coming in for the first time. Yeah. Um, Karen yeah, Q is also another one of of that of that sort of never seen in um, WWE TV. Right, but that's what I mean by like, oh yeah, okay, good for her. It makes sense, but it would be a surprise if they pulled somebody out of India or they pulled somebody <laughs> out of. Um, you know, a very small, but you know, profitable. You or mean, they, do, they got the one girl from India that's going to be in it, Kavita Devi. Um, oh yeah, she was in she the was last year. She got yeah, but yeah, and I'm also been thinking like, who has a significant other in WWE that they could actually try to work <laughs> on as well too? And then that made me think of Ariel Monroe, and I was like, well, that would be interesting. Yeah, I mean that'd be cool, but like, what would be surprised? Not because she doesn't deserve it, but if like Lufisto showed up, yeah, make it happen WWE. But that right. would be a surprise. Yeah, right, right, right. Anyway, I look forward so, to it. I'll be down there for it. Um, uh, I would love to see what the stakes are going to be, and uh, I think it should be a, a good two-day tournament. And I think, um, I think also too that um, no matter if someone's out in the first round, they got a lot to look forward to because in October they might get that call again and say, "Hey, we got an all-woman show, and we need a lot of you guys here. So what you going to do?" <laughs> And speaking of what you're going to do, back to what you uh, was going to say, brother. Uh, oh, God. Um, let me ask you this about your main classic. Uh, how much were your tickets for the two shows? Famous last year. What, 30? Yeah. Jesus Christ. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you like, know, I'm going to be giving uh, them away. <laughs> if, I can have a time, if I can have a second event, I'm still pretty pissed about the whole deal. Now, granted, I'm in the, I'm in the building. Um, I do have GA tickets, but like, the fact that like you can't even get front row tickets because Full Sail got was able to buy them the day before, the night before at their box office, and all of them bought all the tickets. And even if they weren't even going to go, you have to know that if you were there and you had the opportunity to buy something that no one else can go to <laughs> or buy tickets for yet, you will buy for the simple fact that you know you can resale. So the whole front row was just completely gone as soon as tickets won't sell. Absolutely a tragedy uh, <laughs> how they did that. But nonetheless, yeah, two shows, $30 total, $32 and something cents. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and I think it would be interesting to come back uh, in a month to compare with how much the women's uh, one-night women's pay-per-view is going to be in October. Um, I do plan on going up to uh, Long Island for that. I was just about to say, I was thinking about it. Um, I've never been up to Long Island. Uh, no, I haven't. Um, um, I didn't think so. Um, but I would assume this has to be on uh, live on the WWE Network, considering that the conclusion for the Mae Young Class is going to be on it, too. No, no, it's definitely a network event. Uh, it's a, They but, said it's a pay-per-view. So, yeah, yeah it's it's a, the first women's pay-per-view. So oh, I think it's right. It's not, I don't even think it's going to be network exclusive. It's going to be on traditional pay-per-view and everything. It's considered a big show. See, right. that's the power of Ronda, Ronda Rousey right there. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Stephanie Easily. McMahon invented women's wrestling. Ronda Rousey would not be here. Hey, matter of, <laughs> didn't do what she did. Matter of fact, do we see Ronda Rousey in any match? I mean, not Ronda Rousey. Uh, what am I saying? Stephanie McMahon. Oh, Ronda, it could Stephanie happen. McMahon's 
Stephanie McMahon is single-handedly women the women's champ uh, tag team championships. <laughs> Either that or she will be seated on a throne at the entranceway for the entire <laughs> night, and every woman will have to bow to her on their way to yeah, and from the ring. She's going to be like the judge from the Iron Chef, like the the, yep. the, the grand Iron Chef in, in like, the pantsuit on the throne. Yep. There you go. <laughs> All right, my bad. We we can get to the, the other stuff. Right. No more interruptions. <laughs> okay, so um, Titus O'Neil uh, and myself uh, aren't. They, we're not really buying the Hulk Hogan backstage policy. Um, and Titus definitely went on to uh, Busted Open Radio on Sirius XM, and um, well, kind of made his uh, feelings known. Uh, Mark Henry is a co-host of that program, Busted Open Radio, and uh, basically they agree that uh, Hogan's, um, whether it was recorded illegally or not, the fact is that he said it um, is problematic in and of itself. And Hogan's apology was more like, not, I'm sorry for saying these things, it was, I'm sorry I got caught. And yep. when you're looking at a guy like Titus O'Neil, he's like, Bruh. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And, and I understand that. And now, unfortunately, uh, with Hogan being allowed to come back and, you know, time uh, being the healer of all things, where do we go from here? Will that will there be a – can WWE do enough whitewashing? And I mean that, you know, as I say, to make Hulk Hogan be the Hulkamania Hulkster that, that people know and love. Or is it just going to be rough? <laughs> well, they haven't dared to put him on TV yet, which <laughs> is, is noticeable. And, and heck, all they really did was put out the announcement that he's reinstated. And I guess that was them kind of dipping their toe in it to see what kind of reaction it would get. And since it did not get a good reaction, it seems like they've gone radio silent on it since then. I kind of get the feeling that their entire thinking with this Hogan return was they were just thinking about, well, are advertisers or sponsors or any of them going to have a problem with it? No, nah, I think they're going to be okay with it. And so they went ahead and did it, but they never took into account like their own locker room and their own roster of guys and the people that actually even work there. And they were just thinking about money and not even thinking about, well, hey, what about the boys in the back? Do even any of them like want him around? And like, since there's already been people, when you have the, it's rare you hear people in WWE speaking out against the company, especially publicly. And for any, for, for the New Day, or is it Titus or a, anyone to be taking any, you know, even the slightest bit of issue with it is like, that's very not what happens publicly when WWE makes a move on something. So I think they very much now after the fact realize, Oh damn, this is, this ain't going as smooth as uh, we would have hoped. And right. And rightly so. Like you said, it's, it's been, a, it's been one huge non-apology. You know, well, let, me ask you this. Uh, let me ask you this. Speaking of, uh, you know, Titus himself is speaking out publicly about this. Um, though Titus said it, and he is a WWE superstar, uh, arguably of note, do you think that a bigger star should be more forthcoming with their uh, feeling of it? For example, uh, not necessarily Roman Reigns, but he's one of the biggest guys they got. Uh, do you think that it's up to them to say and denounce uh, actions like this 
because Titus is the guy that he, you know, is like he's at the forefront of stuff like this. He got in trouble uh, with Mr. McMahon for literally put crossing the boss uh, <laughs> in a, um, a chivalrous moment that he had uh, took a problem with. He's given talks about, you know, moments like that where he had to step in because he felt compelled. And now you have Hulk Hogan come back and here he is again uh, talking about feelings that he feels compelled to speak about. But the other guys in the locker room, do you think that it should be made by somebody with more uh, clout? Or do you think that WWE is kind of like, listen, we get it. We'll make it go away. Shut up. <laughs> well, the, the New Day put out a statement on it. And as big as presence that they have, they, they had a statement. I think it was like the very next day. And they are getting immediately asked about it online, and they they put out a written statement. I guess Kofi put it out, and and Big E and uh, Xavier Woods all said that they were in full agreement with it, and that was kind of like the this is the only thing we're going to say about it. Here's where we stand, you know, and expl expressing what pretty much the same kind of feelings that they're kind of like, okay, you know, we're not really buying what you're saying, and this isn't you know been a proper apology, and to the extent. I mean, they're obviously way higher on the totem pole than uh, Titus O'Neil is. And, <laughs> but, you know, merchandise alone, the money they bring into that company. Yeah, I'm going to stop treating Titus like that. He's going to stop stealing <laughs> checks. <laughs> he made his money at the Greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Got, <laughs> a, whole got a whole T-shirt out of it. <laughs> a, a star was born that day. Yeah. It, it definitely was. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I do agree with Will. Um, I, I think that um, I think in uh, first of all, we know that <laughs> strictly from this story too, that uh, words can be career uh, suicide, and I think that people That's know there, about that. Yeah, exactly. And people know there is a lot of really there's a lot of things you can say here. Um, a lot of politically correct things you can say. And I think um, there's definitely a good audience of people who um, has a substantial platform in order to provide the correct answer to this. But I do think for what has been done, um, the New Day has taken a, a, a very good approach, an open letter um, from the three of them, um, explaining their um, feelings towards it, but lack there of acceptance of it. Um, and I think that is fair uh fair enough for uh for them titus other half i feel like now he he's being super vocal and no one can say he's wrong but he's also taking a lot of courage considering the fact that he gave Vince McMahon a handshake and he got suspended <laughs> for a while so um you have to take into fact that what he's doing um comes from the right place and hopefully people perceive that to be right but it's also very dangerous for his career um but again he's not saying anything wrong I, th I think what's going to end up happening here, and I did, and we did hear that Hogan did go backstage and uh, verbally apologize to people, stuff like that. Yeah, I get it, but it's not going to change the fact that people remember what you did. Um, well, so, but, but he verbally apologized. But the thing is, is that he's not apologizing um, for casually using verbiage that is uh, deemed by many circles in any context uh, hateful and inappropriate. He's uh, genuinely apologizing for uh, the fact that he was caught. I mean, it's like saying, I know your house burned down and I should have been playing with matches, but I didn't create fire. Just saying, I didn't create yeah. fire. 
Yeah, that that's that's the weird thing I was hearing about from reports of what actually happened backstage was that the approach that it was given was that like, hey guys, here's Hulk Hogan. He, we're gonna we're happy to have the Hulkster back here, and he wants to talk to you about what happened to him and how it's really important that you watch what you say at all times in this <laughs> social media age. And it's like you're focusing on the social media aspect of it and how. You got to watch what you say when there's cameras around and being recorded and not on what he actually said. That's that's how I heard it was like kind of approached was like, you know, this is our social media training for WWE superstars moment presented by Hulk Hogan. And he's going to teach you. about <laughs> He's going to teach you about the mistake that he made. And it's like. That's not what he's supposed to be there for. It's like, <laughs> he ain't saying he's sorry. He's saying he's sorry they were recording him. Yeah. Don't be like me, uh, you know, little dude. Make, yeah. you know, make sure that the microphone is off when you say certain words. Also, too, it doesn't help when you name drop Lil Wayne and anyone else from Miami as your source of why you felt that it was acceptable the first time. Like, that... <laughs> Look, it's not a laughing matter. It's completely serious. But Jesus, he, it, it, again, this is another case of WWE when they get caught in a bun in a, in a bundle and they don't know how to come from under it. Same thing they did with the um with the uh the fabulous Moolah Royal Rumble or Battle Royal, and they was like, oh yeah, we're gonna make it go away and we're not gonna name it anything because we're just gonna just not know what to do here, and that's that. I can't wait till he shows up at WrestleMania Access next year in New York with a T-shirt that says Hitler did nothing wrong. <laughs> but he didn't make T-shirts, so it's okay. He didn't. You know, what are we talking about here? Um, yeah, yeah, that guy can go piss himself. Um, but on to better things, bigger and better things. Uh, the Miz and the Mrs. Uh, you know, we all know that the Miz's background in reality TV. Now he gets his own show with his wife Maurice. Uh, and it actually did pretty damn well, um, beating Total Bellas in its first uh, in, in its inaugural episode uh, by about six hundred thousand viewers. Uh, I think it's that. So yeah. uh, a million and change uh, turned in for uh, the premiere episode of Ms. and Mrs. And now they're saying that um, it could be one of the more successful shows on, in USA at that time slot. So congratulations to the couple. Uh, I guess my question to you guys is, we know that the Total Divas is a thing. We know that Total Bellas is a thing. Uh, and now The Miz has his own show. Is there anyone else, whatever the show could be, do you do, would we want to see a reality show of any other personality? Um, arguably in wrestling, but definitely WWE. Oh, man. God, this is one of those questions I, I know darn well I've thought about it before and had a really good answer. Two James, you go first so I can think. We absolutely want a John Cena show that involves John Cena day-to-dayness by himself. Uh, <laughs> and, and what I mean by that is because the guy does a lot of good stuff in society. Um, and he does cool stuff, too, because... Um, and there's a show I want to mimic this off of, but I can't think what it is. But, I mean, he does get um, he does get endorsements and stuff, so he gets, like, cool opportunity to, to drive different cars and we may be able to see some behind the scenes while he's filming Bumblebee and stuff like that. And, you know, today he's on the Today Show. Tomorrow he's on the Tonight Show. 
stuff like that. And I think, and, and some of the make a wish things, like granted, he makes all those wishes, but how many do we actually get to see? I think that, um, oh, and also too, he had this show American Grit. Like, there's yeah. a lot that he can provide in the show if we just got to get him in his natural, very comedic self. Uh, narrating the things he do day to day, I think that can be money. Also, too, to yeah. the uh, to the Miz and Maurice's thing, um, they got it right. Put it right. Put it put it right on after SmackDown. Um, before it used to be Chris Lee knows best, and then I believe it. No matter of fact, Total D was on a different day. Yeah, it's so on Sundays. Not, yeah, it's, uh, Total D was on a different day and a different network. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Either way, they got it right here because um, yeah. yes, it, it proceeds right after the show, and after SmackDown is two hours. Most people used to sitting there for three hours anyway. But yeah, right after SmackDown goes off and the bitter taste of what it what it was, why not put on something that gives a good a good feel for you? So, um, <laughs> I I and I watched it. So and it and it was by mistake because I didn't even know it was coming on. But when I watched, I was like, cool, I like this. So yeah. They were also really smart that it's only a half hour. So it's like, just, it's going and like, just as you might be kind of getting tired of it, it's like, oh, it's going to be done in like five minutes. So I think th- th- that that and the combo of putting it right after SmackDown was really, really smart on their part. God, now as far as who to give a show to, whew. God, I mean, if we, they did the Legends House thing before. We've done that craziness. I mean, the, the, old, the old guys have all kinds of crazy stuff. If Ric Flair wasn't so damn old, can you just <laughs> imagine a damn camera crew following Ric Flair around on just, on just whatever he's doing? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, you, you talk about the John Cena thing and following him around, and, and he does a lot of uh, PR, the Today Show, and all that good stuff for the company. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Will Smith's YouTube channel that he just started. Where we just see him, a camera crew, we just follow him and whatever he's doing, whether he's promoting a new album or hanging out with his kid, then he flies to Australia to open up a golf course, and then an Independence Day Nine is opening up, and he'll go do all of those things. And Cena's probably like the perfect guy for that. What I would like to see uh, as a show, honestly, I think Matt Riddle is one of those personalities that you know, there's something about him and his character that I could definitely uh, watch. Obviously not on regular TV. That's a more of an HBO or Showtime type of a deal. Not, not <laughs> even just that. It needs to be on Viceland because that that is, that's their cup of tea. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Uh, I, but I yeah. Definitely... yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah, I, I, I'd, be down, I'd be down for that. Yeah. Um, and also, and also uh, more Oscar, uh, all the Oscar. Uh, give her her own damn network. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love her new hairdo, by the way. Just throwing um, it out there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks for chiming yeah. in. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> Valuable contribution to the show right there. Um, <laughs> but no, but I, I, you know, well, good luck to the Miz and Maurice and uh, the Miz and Mrs. It's, it seems to be off to a good start. Uh, you know who's also off to a good start out of getting out of Twitter jail? Is uh, Tamatonga. <laughs> like that segue there. So uh, Tamatonga goes off in a fan, gets blocked for uh, for Twitter for like a day or two, um, and he is out, and he is on the loose. He got his ankle bracelet on. It's it's a problem. So what's interesting though, out of all the people that could have responded to uh, Tamatonga is. 
One, Mr. Roman Reigns. Not related. And so, so first of all, is why, why is Thomas so angry? I, I, I don't know. Why? <laughs> no, here's the question. Why has no one asked, has his account been hacked? He is going, <laughs> he's going ape shit right now on Twitter. <laughs> he's living the gimmick. Living the gimmick. He's and they're bringing and that firing squad to the Twitter. <laughs> and, and then a part of me is like, man, don't take it serious because you know at the end of this, he's going to say he was hat. But um, yeah, that's not a thing because this is really a thing going on right now. So <laughs> it, it uh, definitely is. Yeah. And when Thomas, uh, so Roman res- responded to something that Tonga uh, uh, put out there. Thomas' response to that was, got the hashtag snitch. Your bark can't seem to get you over in your yard. For me to hear you, my yard has no fences. Come test your skills here anytime. Quote: Jealousy is a bitch trait. What album is that from? Hashtag Roman the Rat. <laughs> if we don't chant Roman the Rat at SummerSlam in New York, you have failed the WWE universe. <laughs> Just saying. But that's that gotta though, be a sign. That it's. Oh, I'm drawing one. Um, <laughs> with with that said. Even though this is what it is, and, and fine, you know, you know, Twitter fingers and all that. Is this something that we would actually want to see? This is out of character for Roman, uh, because it's actually something he's doing that's interesting. But responding to a person in another company on the other side of the world, uh, circles that probably definitely don't cross past, the definitely don't cross. How do we feel about um, other guys uh, in WWE reaching out to other guys and cross pollinating? Or, or even on a very small scale, uh, what obviously it doesn't hurt uh, you know, anyone else. But how does how do you think the WWE's reaction to that could be? Uh, do we think that WWE will actually tell them to tone it down and not get into these controversies uh, like that? It's definitely because Roman has more. Roman has more to lose than than anybody else that's not in WWE. Yeah, it's definitely weird, but look, let's 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 just all remember that Roman has that iron claw uh uh a contract where it's been a while since he's used his uh his privilege uh in, in, in the situation. So yeah, he's doing this thing right now and it's happening and uh it's cool and cool because yeah, it's nothing gonna nothing's gonna come of a backlash to him on this. Like No no no, I'm not saying about the backlash, but I'm just saying like just in general, the fact that you have Roman acting uh more or less out of character, you know. Yeah. I acknowledging mean, the- not only acknowledging another company, but actually responding responding to the flames that Tamatonga's throwing from across the internet. Yes, yeah, it's it's, it's <laughs> We haven't seen something like this since uh, since he was uh, kind of chatting at John Cena, which is with his, which was in the same company. But uh, yeah, uh, but I don't it, know. It's, it's, it's been par for the course lately that WWE is acknowledging, you know, outside stuff. I mean, heck, they acknowledged Kenny Omega and the Bucks for that whole thing with the New Day at the the Street Fighter tournament. So I mean, they're they're definitely being more open to acknowledging outside things. And of course the big question just is how much of this is them making it known to, to these outsiders that like, Hey, we see what you're doing over there and we got our eye on you. So when the time comes that we can talk for real, don't forget that, you know, 
we're over here. I don't, I don't know. I, I figure none of these things happen by like just random chance. There's always some ulterior motive involved, I figure. But well, uh, because it's wrestling and everything is so calculated, I, I got to agree with that in general. But I do think that if you have somebody that plays by different rules, and obviously the OG Bullet Club guys do, and the WWE and their brand does not. Uh, now that we have something like this happening, and again, nothing will come of this specific thing. But if you do have a legit, you know, you somebody works themselves into a shoot, and now we're talking, hey, we need, we may need the Shield versus OG Bullet Club. <laughs> that needs to happen at whenever. Great balls of fire. But but, that, but these things got started, and obviously it was a part of the program between Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. But nobody saw that coming. And it was a Twitter uh, thing that was turning to a work. That's true. So, that, so my point is, I don't know, no, there's no way in any of the alternate universes that I think that exist that we'll see Tamatanga and Roman Reigns as themselves in the same ring in a one-on-one match. Agreed. Let's just clear that right now. Agreed. But what I do think that on a lesser level, maybe The Miz, The Miz calling out uh, Jay White or... Maybe, you know, Bushi versus um, Bobby Lashley or something like that. You know, something on a lesser level where you go, uh-oh, I think this may be going somewhere. <laughs> and on the surface, you got to think between Tama and Roman, uh-oh, what if before the sun explodes, this actually did go somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, obviously, it's it's a thing that you know it is what it is. But, but WWE, do you think that they're actually? Is this something they should be concerned about? Nah, they don't care. Roman's fine. He got like I said, he 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 has the pass to do whatever. There's nothing to be made of that. And they're 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 obviously the game, the players in the game, so they can hype. He can he can do all the trolling he want over there, and Roman can respond all he want. But this is not going to manifest absolutely <laughs> nothing, at least on Earth too. That is. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, if they had any issue with it, obviously they gonna immediately be like, "Hey, knock it off!" And it's gonna be done, and the tweet would probably be deleted. You know, <laughs> a, a once in a while thing. They 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 ain't sweating that. But yeah. it, I think there is something to be said for having like some of these lower like mid card guys that you know are in desperate need of something or desperately you know any kind of spark or personality you could give some of these lower guys that don't get much TV time to do something like that occasionally, you know, especially if you got your eye on someone and they might be coming in like in a couple months, kind of plant some seeds like, you know, ahead of time that, you know, Hey, I, I, if you want to do something, I, I see you over there. Uh, Juice Robinson, <laughs> his, his name is coming up as a uh, possibly being on their radar. If they said something now and months from now he comes in, I mean, you know, it's, it's it's something to do with like to make put some interest in some of these guys that they have on the roster that aren't doing much of anything. Yeah. So, do you think that this is something not that we need to see more of, but we should see more of since WWE is not exactly giving the guys the uh, uh, the push that they everybody can't get that major push, right? But uh, because of outlets like Talking Smack, and not everybody has everybody on their Instagram accounts. And, and the stories and stuff. Uh, should more people take risks like this? Uh, say a Todd Dillinger or or somebody like that where it's not like, well, 
let's see if I can get something started. Or is it just better to play it safe and just, you know, go full on Titus O'Neil and collect checks? I can't believe how many times you said Titus O'Neil today on the show. He made news. We got to talk about it. Yeah, well, he also made news of the century at the Grand World Rumble, and I, I don't recall you saying anything about that. Uh, no, we, no, we definitely talked about that. <laughs> we definitely talked about that. He, I mean, if you don't know what we're talking about, Titus O'Neil had arguably the greatest entrance ever into any ring in the history of ever. Into underwear. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he's running to the ring. And he trips. Fuck, Sinkara has never been, had a better entrance than, than Titus O'Neil. It is that that level. And he trips, and he basically slides face first under the uh, the ring apron. Um, and it's it's hilarious. It's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. And we definitely talked about it. But uh, yeah, I mean, the whole Pennywise from It thing, and you know, being under the ring, and Titus got uh, spooked and slid under there. Oh, there's so many memes. So many memes. <laughs> Well, yeah. Look, my my point is this: none of that. None of that. Look, nobody should be taking out that, that Twitter war serious. It, it, it's funny, and it's not going to go anywhere. So, um, yeah, because at some point we're going to see more people reaching for feedback and comments like that, thinking that's going to be their way in. And um, yeah, uh, good news and bad news. Good news is you make wrestling Twitter happy, and yeah, you 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 end up on a few message boards and 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 on Reddit and all that other stuff. Bad news is this ain't looking for you. Right. Wow. I mean, it doesn't really mean a good guy. Well, I don't. Well, that being to be fair, uh, Vince is a money man, and you know, stranger things have happened for the money. So I'm not saying that you know we're going to have a new Japan WWE show, you know, co-branded show. But then again, I never thought I'd see Hulk Hogan in the WWE. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, I thought that he was on Crispin Wall status, and nobody <laughs> talked about that man. Fair point. So, I mean, not only is there that, you know, NXT is basically the ring of honor that we all hoped it would be. Um, you know, Evolve has a working relationship with WWE. They're taking over the MCG in Australia. A lot of craziness has happened in WWE and will continue to happen over the next 18 months or so as they tradition back into uh, network television. So, never, never say never. And if it makes dollars, then it makes sense to this man. Um. If we see red shoes in the WWE ring, then <laughs> yeah, that's what it stranger is. Stranger things have definitely happened. <laughs> They're gonna need something when they make that move to Fox. You never know. You never right. know. <laughs> right. I mean, we might just see OG Bullet Club just hack through the ring with like a you know Samoan uh, a, a Tongan like sword or something made out of wood. <laughs> Start slashing everybody. Well, if the rumors are true and everyone that's saying that a lot of the New Japan guys may go back, then, hey, the roster space is open, so who knows? But as of right now, all this is dead. Of course it is. Of course it is, but it's good to speculate. But remember, when it does happen, you heard it here first. Yeah. Uh, One last thing I do want to talk about, of course, is this weekend. It is Saturday. Oh, Saturday. uh, July 28th, 2018. It is the – it's Harlem Nights without Eddie Murphy. But it's Nova Pro Wrestling's uh, second July show, uh, Harlem Nights, 8121 Arlington Boulevard in Fairfax, Virginia. It's at the Elks Lodge of Arlington. Uh, doors open at 7. Bell time is 7.30. And, of course, the front row. I hope you got them because they're gone. Uh, front <laughs> row is definitely gone. So hopefully uh, you will be there. 
in the front row. Uh, any, uh, you know, just really quickly before we wrap this thing up, is there anything that we're looking forward to the most from uh, Nova Pro's latest show? Or actually, a better question is, what's what's your match of the night? I was just going to look up. You go ahead, 2 chains while I looked. I'm trying to remember what the hold on Gr- card. Gresham and Thatcher, easy. Okay. Easy. Um, can't argue against that. Uh, Gresham versus uh, anybody. Uh, easy. Uh, and for me, I know we talked about this before, and I'll say it again. Fred, uh, Sage Phillips versus Freddie Um Sage is one of those guys that absolutely uh, continues to prove himself. Um and I know that I said this before. I think he's the anti-Logan Easton LaRoe, but um, still equally uh, talented in the ring. And uh, Fred Yeha, you know, may, you know, we know what he does. And Sage Phillips is in big freaking trouble if he doesn't uh, do his homework uh, this coming Saturday. That's the match I was going to say. You beat me to it, so I'll switch it up since I can't do Yehi versus Phillips. I'm really excited about that one. I'll go with what's got to be the most unpredictable match on the darn show, I'm figuring. I mean, we're going to have Tim Donst probably, hopefully, dropping the safety first stick for the first time in a long time for a street fight with Nick F. Engage. <laughs> and I don't know what to expect. It's the first time Nova Pro is running the Elks Lodge, and those two, it might be the last time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And there is going to be alcohol in the building. There is the first time Nova is running a show with a bar. And we're going to have those two with the chains off. And who knows what is going to happen. I don't think there'll be any uh, safety first going down on Saturday at the Elks Lodge. Nick Gage and Tim Donst in Nova Pro. I've I, I'm 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 no I'm gonna make sure I know where the exit is in case I need to run up out of there. <laughs> or I might have to jump behind the bar. One of the two. <laughs> Duck and cover. Yeah, uh, it's uh, one of those things where you hope that the uh, they get the top notch uh, building insurance for for that one because it's going to be well, it's it's going to be a war. You know, <laughs> um, dances. Insane. You never know what to expect from him. And uh, Nick Gage may actually kill somebody. I'm convinced that it, it can't happen. But, you know, it's going to be an absolutely great show. And you, you do come out. Uh, but you won't sit in the first row because they are gone. But it is Harlem Nights at the Elks Lodge. First time uh, ever for me going there. Uh, 81. Well, I'm sorry. That's the uh, that is the, uh, the old other place in, in Annandale. And they'll be in Annandale in, in August, August 24th. Uh, that's at the Volunteer Fire Department for Summer of George. But um, we'll talk about that, you know, a little bit later. But coming up, of course, is Harlem Nights at the Elks Lodge of Arlington. On Arlington Boulevard, uh, 8421 Arlington Boulevard in Fairfax. Uh, general admission is 20 bucks. There are no form or tickets left. Doors open at 7. Bell time is at 730. Uh, check out Nova Pro's Twitter at VA Wrestling for more details. So, yeah, that's going to be a good show. And it's Saturday night. Don't see why I shouldn't see you guys out there. Right on, yep. I mean, if I can get back from Baltimore for the Orioles game in time. <laughs> um, <laughs> allegedly. But, no, but yeah, no, it's going to be a good time. It's, you know, I haven't seen yet in a in, in minute. So, uh, it's going to be. It's going to be bananas. Um, 
one last thing. I know that um, not this weekend, but next weekend, of course, is the Progress Show at Evolve Doubleheader up in Philadelphia. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later on down the road. But there seems to be an exciting August shaping up for wrestling. Obviously, SummerSlam is in about what three weeks uh, to be preceded by NXT Takeover Four. Yeah, uh, Takeover Brooklyn Four. Um, now, I thought last year was the last Takeover Brooklyn. It's obviously not the case. Uh, will should there be because WrestleMania is going to be in April in the New York, New Jersey area? Uh, should there be another Takeover at the Barclays Center, or should we have it? somewhere else. I mean, New York area gets a lot of wrestling from WWE with the first ever women's pay-per-view coming to that area in October. WrestleMania is going to be there. And then, of course, you know, TakeOver and SummerSlam have been in the last four years. Yeah, SummerSlam is supposed to be going back to L.A. next year. So I'm assuming that means TakeOver's in L.A. too. I think they got got another deal just like they had with Barclays. They're going to be locked in at Staples Center for a good few years now. And have SummerSlam on the West Coast again. Okay, that's I how like I that. remember hearing it, at least. <laughs> I, I did not hear that, but that's if that that makes a lot of sense, and I'm okay with that because what they hopefully they do is the NXT run, uh, like the series of house shows up until right the big event, and then of course you'll have your Raw and SmackDown up until the big event, and um, yeah, I, I could be down for LA in, in August. So yeah, we're road, road trip. See if we can get that working out. But uh, we do have this August to get to, and we will cover that uh, later on down the road for the Pickle Belt Wrestling Podcast. But, uh, again, uh, we'll see you this coming Saturday night at the Elks Lodge in Arlington. First time ever. It's going to be a good time. Harlem Knights for Nova Pro Wrestling. Until then, I'm Jamal. Will, to James. We'll see you later. This is the Pickle Belt Wrestling Podcast. Until next Thursday, we out.